This is Kate Swoboda, creator of YourCourageousLife.com, director of the Courageous Living Coach Certification at TeamCLCC.com, and author of the book, The Courage Habit, which is available at booksellers and at Amazon. The Your Courageous Life podcast is all about going after what you want and creating and living a more courageous, emotionally resilient life. Might drop a couple of F-bombs, so maybe don't listen with your kids in the backseat of the car. And here we go with today's episode. All right, as I'm getting into today's podcast topic, which is all about how you handle difficult situations, before I get into that, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to the incredible people who have offered some ratings on various services. I just, I can't say enough how much I appreciate it when someone just takes a moment to rate this podcast in iTunes or wherever they happen to access their podcasts. That's one of the big things that helps other people to learn about this podcast. So just a quick shout out to some of the people who have done that. Um, if you're someone who's done that and maybe you haven't left a comment, totally okay. I'm, I'm like giving the shout out to you right now too, but I just wanted to say thank you to some of the people who have also left some comments too. I see Saffron Lover, I-U-M-Y 23, I-U-M-Y 23 maybe, Debbie Lynn Johnson, Cosmic Alignment, um, just Annabelle Kay, and then somebody who said, so easy to listen to. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate that. Um, So really, really love the ratings and super appreciate it, especially during a week like this, because as I record this right now, I live in Sonoma County. And if you have read the news headlines at all, um, obviously people will look at this podcast, um, at different times, but this is October of 2019. It's almost November and Sonoma County is being hit by some pretty bad fires. Again, it's, it's super sad and difficult and unfortunate and all the things. And that is why today's podcast episode is going to be about handling difficult situations. So in case anyone is curious about what it's like to live through a situation like that, um, like this, not like that, like this, what's happening right now, it still is not resolved. Currently, as I speak, the last time I saw an update, the fire was at 66,000 acres and was only 5% contained. More than 180,000 people have had to evacuate the area. I consider myself extremely fortunate amid the circumstances because for whatever reason, my home just happens to be located in a little pocket where the utilities have not been turned off. And of course, there is a lot of stress even with that. Um, the way I've been telling, you know, talking about it with people, telling them about it is like, it, it's not like having a snow day, you know, like I think, I think from talking to people, some people are thinking that it's like equivalent to a snow day and you just kind of stay inside and you read some books. And let me tell you something. I got a (laughs) five-year-old. Have any of you ever been stuck inside a home with a (laughs) five-year-old for, you know, five, six going on seven days? I mean, it's, it's not, it's not, you know, It's not a snow day. Let me just say that. Um, Also, you know, the air quality, it, it, 
you know, there's a sense of, you know, I've been talking with like some of my family has been like, well, why don't you evacuate? Do you know your evacuation route? And it's like, well, we, we know the routes that we would take, but the winds could shift at any time and block off that route. So there's really no, like, here's what we're going to do. And that's a solid plan. It's more like here are a couple different scenarios and these are the options and this is what we'll do. And, uh, it, it definitely gets hard on days like today where some of the, the smell of the smoke from the fires, which are thankfully far away. Again, we're, we're so lucky. I mean, please do not, I would not want anyone listening to this to be like, you know, you're just lucky your house isn't burned down. Here you are complaining about being inside with a five-year-old and how many people would like, I, I get that. I get that. There are a lot of people who would love to trade places with me right now. Um, that doesn't mean that it isn't still challenging. So, um, as it happens, normally my ideal podcast, uh, recording circumstances are to be like alone in my home and spend some time really thinking about what it is that I want to say and maybe journaling, giving myself some creative space. Um, but if any of you have, uh, seen that, that interview that was happening on one of the news channels where some, you know, a guy was being interviewed for a, on, on camera for a news network from his home. And like this kid sneaks in kind of behind him (laughs) and then you see his wife like panicking and running into the room and trying to crawl out of the room and hope she's not on camera. That could happen as I'm recording this right now. Cause my kiddo is like watching beat bugs or something on Netflix. My husband is in the next room working you know, we're, we're just trying to live and work from home. And so it's not ideal circumstances. And so let's talk about that. Okay. Like navigating challenges, handling different difficult situations. I'm going to say top of the list. And I was really thinking about this and I think it applies in, in just about every single scenario. You start amid imperfect circumstances. You start amid imperfect circumstances. You don't wait until you have it all figured out, until you have all the time, until you have all the money, till you have your private home office, till you have a big old chunk of creative time to really think it all through, um, you know, whatever the circumstances are that would make them more ideal, I guarantee you there's somebody out there who has managed to find a way to make something work, even amid circumstances that are not ideal. And I like to look at those people as indicators of what's possible. Because if somebody else is showing that it's possible, then I can use that as a kind of a touch point. That doesn't mean that and you, me, any of us, that we have to be like that person. Doesn't mean we have to do it in the same way. And of course, there's always the privilege and the unaccounted for lucky breaks and all of the things that go into the pot of someone managing to make something turn out the way they want it to that we could never possibly track every single data point for. But, you know, maybe if you've always wanted to start a podcast and you're like, oh, I got to think about it. I got to have the right this and that. I got to have a, you know, studio. I got to get the. It's like, no, you really don't. You can just begin with where you are now amid imperfect circumstances and you can learn. And I got to say that was something that I also was doing 
earlier this year because this is super exciting. Many of you know that I'm the director of the Courageous Living Coach Certification, which is over at teamclcc.com. And last year, we at our, our introductory retreat, we had videographers come in, filmed the entire retreat, and then I wanted to take that material and make it into a documentary. Well, I did not know I was going to get like a hard drive from the videographer. I probably could have figured this out, but I, it didn't even occur to me of like 500 gigabytes of footage that was shot on three different cameras. And my first job, once I got that footage is I had to sit down and catalog all of it and go, okay, this file name, here's what was happening. This file name, here's what was happening. So that later when I was putting together the documentary, I could, I could kind of storyboard it, or I could kind of say, here's where we begin or in any event, um, it was a big undertaking. So I began that undertaking and then it was like, okay, I, I, I'm starting to kind of put it together, but I I don't really know what I'm doing. (laughs) I've, I've never created a documentary before. I knew I wanted to create it. I knew I, I knew I could hire out for it, but I just felt like handing it off to a videographer, like there was something about that that I just, I don't know, maybe it's like a control freak issue that I need a little coaching around. I don't know. But I just really felt this like creative impulse around doing it on my own, but I didn't know what I was doing. And it just came down to, okay, the footage is cataloged. It's time to start. That's it. Don't know what I'm doing. Do not have a top of the line computer. I have a good computer, but it's not like a fancy one that they're using at Pixar or something. I don't, I do not know Final Cut Pro. (laughs) I was just using iMovie um, on my Mac. Um, And I was just like, no, it's like uh, waiting until I have like a big, you know, the top of the line, fastest, most powerful computer that would be possible. Um, waiting until I had a ton of time to create a documentary, waiting until I had studied the software, waiting, 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 waiting. No, I think if you have a big dream or if you are trying to navigate a difficult situation right now, or you have been presented with a total shit sandwich, um, first of all, I'm really, really sorry that that's come up for you. I am like human to human here. You know, like it's hard when difficult things arise. It's hard when we lose people we love. It's hard when breakups happen. It's hard when our kids are are having trouble at school. It's hard when we are looking at our partners and going, who are you even? <laughs> you know, it's hard when we have friendship breakups. It's hard when you're trying to get a business going. It's hard to put your book proposal out there and have it be rejected. It's hard to not know where, you know, food is going to come from or what your employment situation is going to be. It's really hard to be human. And I just have an incredible amount of empathy for that. And I, I, I definitely think that, that feeling your feelings is part of that. I'm going to talk about that in another moment. But with handling difficult situations, at least for me, and you can take it and like it where, where you like, right? Like always take what works for you and leave the rest. Start amid imperfect circumstances. So think about your own life right now. 
Where could you do that? Where are you hesitating to begin waiting, evaluating when you could just start amid imperfect circumstances? Now let's get into feeling some of those feelings. So some of you who have followed me for a little while know that I advocate, I talk about it in in my book, The Courage Habit. I talk about it in the Courageous Living Program, um, accessing the body, which is really kind of a fancy way of saying feeling your feelings. Uh, There's a blog post that a number of people have cited or looked at over the years that I wrote on conscious crying. And I have a, a accessing the body practice or conscious crying practice. And accessing the body doesn't have to be crying, but for me, it frequently is. And it's basically, you know how people sit down and meditate and just watch the breath. And it's just like, it's a set amount of time. This is what I'm doing. I'm going into this designated 10 minutes or whatever it is. And I'm going to meditate. I'm going to get present. I'm going to slow down. I'm going to watch my breathing. And that's what they do. Well, I do a variation of that called, I also meditate, but I do a variation of that called accessing the body in which I intentionally, if I'm feeling angry, scream into a pillow or punch a pillow. If I'm feeling sad, and I know that in the back of my mind, I'm feeling sad about a lot of stuff. I'll sit down and I'll intentionally think about the things that have kind of been bringing up this latent sadness and I'll just go ahead and cry, which I refer to as conscious crying. Now, here's why I think that matters. I do that on a regular basis. It's like the the value of meditation, the biggest value, I guess I could say, is not doing it on the day that you're completely freaking out and you're stressed and you're overwhelmed. Meditation on a day like that will absolutely help, yes, but meditating regularly every day just as part of how you do life means that that day when all that stress piles up is a lot less likely to knock you off course. And I think that the same thing is true of regularly accessing the body. How is it possible that I am sitting amid these challenging circumstances right now and and really feeling for, I mean, I'm feeling a lot, especially because the Sonoma County fires in 2017 were quite an education. They were way worse than these were, these current ones are. And I mean, I just was feeling, I volunteered at one of the evacuation centers and was there at nighttime. And, you know, people were waking up in the middle of the night having trauma dreams, you know, nightmares. Um, it was so hard to see the impact that that the fires were having on people. It's so hard to know things like that inmates in the California prison system are <laughs> out there fighting fires and risking their lives and often going unacknowledged and certainly underpaid and just salute their their contribution to all of us being safe. It is so hard to know that there are migrant workers who are still out in the smoke, breathing in the air in the, the fields where crops are cultivated because they have no other choice. Like how, how are they going to make money to support themselves and their families? Um, 80% of produce in the United States comes out of California. 
So knowing that this is, you know, that this is just uh, these fires impact so many people when things burn down, you know, you, you think of wineries and hotels and the tourism industry as being this, oh, it's only for those privileged people. Well, yeah, let me tell you something. That industry supports a lot of people who are working minimum wage jobs who might not have other options. And I know of several hotels that were burned down in the 2017 fires where that was like panic for some of the people who worked there to try to find somewhere else that they could have a job. So I, I certainly look at how fortunate I am without a doubt, but empathically I feel, I mean, when, when my local evacuation center is asking for diapers, I feel it now. Like there is a baby somewhere. And yeah. So I'm going to take a deep breath with that. And the point that I really want to make is as humans, when we handle difficult situations, we are going to feel But it is not just when we are handling difficult situations that we are feeling. We're feeling all the time. And we tend not to give ourselves that kind of compassion and that kind of grace to just go, oh yeah, like I have a really stacked inbox. I'm feeling it today. Oh yeah, I forgot to bring something to my kid's school and I'm worried my kid's going to feel left out. I am feeling it today. Like, Like, let's just be really human about our day to day. And in the same way that meditation is most beneficial when you do it, even on the days you don't really, really need it, some kind of release of your feelings, some kind of accessing the body done on a regular basis will make you much more equipped to manage those difficult situations when the stress is really up. I credit a regular practice of accessing the body as being the thing that allows me to be clear-headed enough to sign up to volunteer for the people who are needing help or to find donations for the people who are needing help, um, to support people in those ways, to not become completely tense and yelling and, you know, getting, you know, taking out my feelings on my family, on my, my five-year-old, on my husband, on others, Um, there are so many benefits, basically, it's what I'm saying to regularly accessing your feelings so that when life really ratchets up and it's like, whoa, you aren't just like sitting here with this full balloon of stuff that you haven't been dealing with. And then suddenly life gets way more stressful. I prefer for myself and recommend a much more proactive approach for those of you who Um, have the courage habit. There are some exercises in that book on accessing the body. The Courageous Living Program, which is a program you can find on my website, um, also offers some of these practices. And um, everybody who is a Your Courageous Life subscriber can get access to um, an accessing the body meditation. That is at yourcourageouslife.com forward slash begin. So just a couple different resources, depending on how in-depth you'd like to go with that kind of a practice. And speaking of in-depth, I'm going to talk about the third thing that I think is really important for handling difficult situations. I've talked about 
Start amid imperfect circumstances. Don't spend all your time hesitating, waiting, trying to figure it out, analyzing all of that. Just get in there and start. Feel feelings regularly so that they don't back up on you. And if you need to feel your feelings like, and they have backed up on you, like go ahead and do that too. That's a good thing. The third thing is remembering proportion. How people handle difficult circumstances is of course unique to the person, but there are tendencies. Like there are some people who handle difficult circumstances by running in there to help. They're the people who are like showing up and kind of directing traffic. And they're the people in the forums saying, here's a list of what the local community center needs. And if anybody needs, um, you know, my freezer to put your breast milk in because, you know, your power has been turned off. You can come over here and who needs a place to stay? And do you need a ride? Like some people go into like help mode. Some other people go into numb out mode. Like the way that they're coping with the situation is, I can't deal with this. This is a lot. This is too much. You know, it's time to just like bail. And as you guys can imagine, any kind of an extreme is not helpful. We want something that's more proportioned. So if you know that you are someone during difficult times who becomes like the cruise director trying to make sure everybody else is okay proportionally, you are over on that side of the scale. And what you probably need is some downtime. And by contrast, if you're somebody who tends to react to difficult circumstances by going into numb out mode and like just avoiding, and I just can't deal, I just need to like be left alone proportionally. Yeah. Got it. Your strategy is alone time. So take that for yourself. And the person who goes into helper, helper mode, you know, that's their strategy. There's nothing wrong with these strategies. There's value in them. But the idea is be proportional about it. So if you have been stressed out about something and you're going into that numbing out mode, it's like, okay, peek out. How do you go find someone who might need some help? How do you go... um, actually help, right? You know, what is it that is, is kind of the opposite of your habitual default response? And can you play with stretching just a little bit into the other direction? Nobody is saying that if helping is the primary way you cope with these really, really difficult situations that you can't do that anymore. Do that. Just make sure you get the downtime. And if downtime is your primary way of handling difficult situations, nobody's saying you can't do that either. Do that. Just see how you can stretch into uh, a little more of an outward engagement. So again, this navigating amid imperfect circumstances, like like you're, you're never going to get perfect circumstances, first of all. And as you start to navigate anything, even if you like set up all the perfect circumstances for moving forward, unexpected things will arise. Feeling your feelings. If you have not felt your feelings, if you are a feelings avoider or a feelings not feeler, (laughs) um, it's time. It's time to just take a moment to like listen to some sad music and really let yourself cry for a moment or listen to... Um, or not listen to, but, but like, just think of that person who's been pissing you off and you don't call them up, but it's like, just get the feelings out, scream into a towel, scream into a pillow, uh, go for a run, you know, 
and then proportion, whatever your habitual response is. And I just gave like going into helper mode or going into downtime and numbing out mode as two examples, but whatever the predominant response you have is, just make sure that you bring in other ways of coping, other ways of navigating the experience that you're having. Um, and again, I just, I really do want to say that for me, this conception of handling difficult circumstances that I'm talking about today is all about you really stepping into your most courageous self. There's no way to not have difficult circumstances happen. And there's no perfect way that you should be handling, should with air quotes, should be handling any circumstances. This is really about how do we question the status quo of our lives? And if the status quo of your life is that you have to have everything set up and figured out before you can do something that's important to you, or before you think that you can engage with a really challenging or difficult situation, that's going to keep you limited. And if you're somebody who, you know, similar, I keep using these examples. Like if you, if you think that the, the way that you engage is always going to be about helping others, that is going to limit you, even though there's incredible value in helping others. It's about having a more holistic orientation to your life. Holistic as in whole. You don't have to be just one thing and none of another, even amid difficult situations. And I think too, that the more that we lean into the, the multitude of ways of being in difficult situations, the more emotionally resilient we often emerge. And last, I just wanted to end today with a little thank you. I know many of you are friends with me on social media, on Instagram, where I'm Kate Courageous, Facebook, where I'm facebook.com forward slash your courageous life. You've been sending me wishes for things getting better and hope and sending a lot of love to my area. And I can't say enough how much I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you during this difficult time. It really, really is appreciated. And I hope that you are well and healthy and happy wherever you are. All right, that's today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You know you can continue the work and the fun if you want to. Head on over to yourcourageouslife.com forward slash begin and become a Your Courageous Life subscriber because as soon as you sign up, you get access to an entire library of worksheets and audios and other bonuses. And of course, you'll be receiving more courage in your inbox. And who wouldn't love that? You can learn more about the Courageous Living Coach Certification at teamclcc.com. You can get the Courage Habit at your local bookseller on Amazon, wherever you like. We can even connect on social media. I'm on Facebook at Your Courageous Life. So look for facebook.com forward slash Your Courageous Life. And I'm on Instagram as Kate Courageous. And I'd love to connect with you on Instagram. So here's to you using these courageous tools in your life and creating a real ripple effect of good. And again, thanks so much for listening. I love it that you're here.